Kosh Kost. It's the Kosh Kost. <laughs> How long have you had that one in your head? Just since I was downstairs, I was just downstairs making some uh, some mint tea, and while the kettle was boiling, I thought, "How about a different introduction?" <laughs> and that's all I could come up with. That might throw people <laughs> off, but you know, it's worth it. Change is change is worth it. Exactly, as good as a rest, which is absolute nonsense. Resting is is much better. But anyway, uh, my name is Alex. This is the Koshcast. You are also hearing Bernie. Bernie, how are you? Uh, been better, but you know, we move, we move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can we can we tell people what you're up to? Uh, yeah, trying to buy a house in the worst real estate market in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if you have a house that you don't want, let us know. Yeah. You might be interested. Uh, even if there's no walls <laughs> or windows, I'll take it. I'll take it. Bring, bring your own windows. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, we yeah, everyone's been there. It is absolutely bloody exhausting. Um, so good luck with that. Um, I mean, I don't want to pile on, but I'm gonna. Please. Not only have you been going through that, but you've also had to deal with obviously Man United losing five 0 to Liverpool. Yes. And then waging war on 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 Twitter, basically, just to try and correct people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. How's how's that been going? I didn't I didn't realize I was waging war. I thought like I'm actually pretty like calm and reserved this time because normally I go all nuclear. But uh, I I understand. <laughs> I feel like it was more the volume of of responses rather than necessarily the tone. Yeah, because like I just get annoyed with the context of the discussions. Like, and this is just football and it's Twitter where like people start running with weird narratives at some point. It's like okay sure but like we can all admit to the same thing while understanding the context behind it like it's not be ridiculous what's the weirdest narrative you saw this week well like the weirdest narrative is like he never had the dressing room it's like huh? Ole? like what like what like because now people are like oh some players questioned Maguire being captain it's like Sure. I mean, I'm sure people questioned like Antonio Valencia being made captain. He couldn't speak English. <laughs> like that—that's not like this insurrection in the dressing room. That like, no. you know what I mean? Like, there's all this stuff that's like come up, and people being like, "Oh, I knew it." It's like, what? On this podcast, we talked about. I said we'd finish eighth in his first season, as long as I saw McTominay improve, I was okay with it. So, like, finishing third and then second is not like. The man hasn't done anything good. It's just he's fucked himself over <laughs> this season royally. So it's his own fault, yes. But he fucked up a good thing. Fair enough. But, you know, he did... Where did he finish first season? Was it eighth? First full season? Yeah. Well, first full season was third. Oh, yeah. Okay. And McTominay did improve. So, you know, he he checked your box. <laughs> I literally remembered that. I was like, I literally said McTominay... <laughs> Anyway, we'll we'll get into it in a, in a little bit more detail in a minute, but um, I just wanted to start with the League Cup, um, such as it is. You're gonna have Arsenal to tell me through. the results because I literally have not been in the house. So <laughs> tell me what happened. I I won't lie, I did forget the games were happening and then had to switch on like halfway through the first half. But um, Arsenal beat uh, Leeds two 0 relatively yeah. comfortable for a very weird Arsenal team that had like. Cedric and Kalasanach and 
Eddie Nketiah, who scored one of the weirdest goals I've ever... Uh, have you seen it? I have not seen a single thing. Okay. So, like, Nketiah takes two uh, brilliant first touches, flicks it over Melier, and then just about misses an open goal, but it, it just, like, dribbles just on the right the, the right side of the post. But <laughs> it was... It went from the totally sublime to the utterly ridiculous uh, very quickly. So definitely worth a watch. And then Chelsea beat uh, Southampton on penalties after drawing 1-1. One, one. Um, Kepa, who, who let in a ridiculous goal, of course. As, as per usual, uh, then made up for it with heroics in the penalty shootout. I think, isn't that like his thing? It's like, I'm it really is. shit goalkeeper otherwise, but give me some penalties. And, and like, I'll, I mean, didn't they sub him on for like Mendy in like the Super Cup or something like this? That sounds familiar. So are we saying that Kepa is like priming himself to be the next Tim Krul? I think so. And I think that's not a worse that's not a bad way to make a career, to be honest. Like I can I'm still useful somehow, you know? Yeah. Like, that's not bad. But Alex, just to go back to the Arsenal one, Mohamed was mm. talking about Melier in the yeah. group chat, which is his one of his agendas. And is it justified or is your bias gonna shine through and say unjustified? Oh no. Um M- Melier was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I just want to hear you say it. <laughs> no, I think it was Callum Chambers' like first touch. Like he just come on for Ben White, and the corner came in, and it was balls bubbling around, and um, Melier stepped backwards behind his goal line, so that when the shot came in, he, like he saved it, but he was behind his line, so mm. it was a goal. Like had he just stood where he was, it, no goal is happening. It was very very funny. Wow. Um, I maintain, I maintain, Melier will be very good. I've I've seen enough of things that I like to say that when, you know, seven years down the line, he'll be a good goalkeeper. Seven years. Alex, do you have seven years to like, actually you do. I really hope that you do. You're a healthy young man. <laughs> I <laughs> hope so too. But like buddy. seven years. God damn. I'm just, look, goalkeepers are on a different time scale, right? Emmy Martinez, Martinez was total shit until he was like 27 and then all of a sudden he was brilliant i'm not gonna lie i'm starting to think martinez had like uh what's that thing that they call it something summer or something winter you know when like know. you just flourish for like a few months deceive everybody fraud. <laughs> I mean... you're, you're calling him a fraud <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm not there yet i'm not willing to be there yet because he still has the the penalty banter and stuff like that but like it's becoming dangerous. <laughs> it is. He's. I mean, he's another one. Like, if he loses the regular form, he could then become a cruel esque figure. If penalties are really all, all he has. Yeah, I, I see but that. Ju- jury's out. I see that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that's that's all I know about the League Cup. I don't know what round that was. I don't know who anyone plays next. But good luck to everyone. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, did you see any uh, Classico highlights? No. Oh, oh, I'll tell you what I did see. Yeah. Because, firstly, let me preface this with, I'm just not interested in El Classico. It doesn't no, mean right. anything to me anymore at all. But the fans swarming Kuman's car, now that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Like, I What I love about this is that, like, Barcelona put him through the through the ringer. Everyone knows they don't want him. They keep him around because they don't really have any other options right now. Yet they have to come out with statements 
telling people to leave him alone when he leaves <laughs> Camp Nou. Sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, you know, I, it'd probably be quite scary if you're in the car and hundreds of people are banging on it and shaking it and calling you a puta this and that. I, 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 and, you know, I... I I, I actually, I, I lie. I did see some highlights because Vinicius, I saw him, he was balling um, mm-hmm. in this game. And I don't know if it's a case of Vinicius is stepping up to the plate and is so good or just like this, the expectations and, you know, Real Madrid and La Liga is just underwhelming in general that like I don't have to care about Vinicius. I'm not, I'm not sure which it is yet. You, you don't have to. I mean... The thing with him is that, like, he has improved a great... Like, he used to be a bit Walcottian, like, pace, directness, you know, but you you just can't, like, trust him to do the right thing in the right time. But he he's th- that decision-making seems to be coming together. Um, and he always had, like, the pace and the skill and that kind of stuff. So he's... I mean, we've said this before, but he's, like, what, 21? Like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's been in the frame for the last few years, and so it's not a surprise to me that, like... He needed some time to develop. If he's if he's only twenty one and like he's here, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, now I'm now I'm wondering. I gotta check. Hang on, Vinicius Junior. How old is he? He is twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So you know, doing good things. On the other end of the spectrum, Aguero scored a goal. In the ninety seventh minute, right? Something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, well, the Liga FPL must be rubbish. It, it's God. I I don't like this league. But I just want to say, like, I don't know why, but I feel really sorry for Ronald Koeman, even though I really don't like him. It's very weird. Like, do I think he's doing a good job? No. Do I think it's just all his fault? No, could he have done done it better in terms of remember how he threw people out of the club and stuff like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. you probably could have handled shit better. But like, I don't know, man. If it feels a little bit like a raw deal, but also like you said, they have openly don't want the man, mm-hmm. and which means that like when you don't want someone and you make it know you don't want someone and you leave them there, like Steve Bruce, you're effectively letting the fans know. That you can abuse him any any which way that you want. Saying yep. stop abusing him isn't going to do anything. You put him in that position, and no manager. I don't. I don't. I don't like when people are like, "Oh, he should resign for his own mental health," or if he loves like Barcelona. It's like, fam, he's trying. He actually thinks wants to help. <laughs> yeah, like harassing someone for staying when because you know I think managers can be delusional. Like, oh yeah. You, you that, have to be a bit. Yeah. Like, I think they think, like, I was, Steve Bruce, like, for his mental health, he should have gone a- ages ago. But he felt some type of love for Newcastle for some well, weird reason. That, well, like, seven, seven, eight million pound payoff as well. So, oh, yeah. Well, trust me, I understand that part. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I just, I just feel like people need to relax because I do also think managers really do weirdly believe that they can fix shit. <laughs> even when it's going they wrong do. 100% they do remember when um, like Brendan Rodgers is, is the biggest fantasist around like I think he's very very good at, at being a football manager but also he gets ideas way beyond his station like I'm the man that can turn around Balotelli <laughs> like no Balotelli's never heard of you <laughs> like, 
I'm, I don't know. I'm trying to think of. No, I just think every manager thinks that they can fix everything, and yeah. just understand that and know that they're actually like psychotic as opposed to like horrible people that you need to swarm their car and try and murder. Like I don't know. Yeah, can't believe. No, I'm I, I mean, I, I I think. I think you have to be mad to take these jobs. I think the media would drive you completely mad. I think every interview I see with 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 almost every manager convinces me that they're they're losing the plot completely. Man, like Arsenal need to stop doing the the bench cam because if you if you go to Arsenal's YouTube channel and you watch the like manager bench cam or whatever of Arteta mm-hmm. throughout a game, it makes me very very worried for him. Like he's a lunatic. He's a complete lunatic. He is shouting at people who are not paying attention to him, who aren't looking at him, who aren't listening to him. It's constant. Like the arms are going everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's it's mad. It's complete madness. If if there's one thing that I would say, um, I mean, even Klopp wasn't immune to this at Dortmund when it was failing, and then like he's like, I can still fix it, and they sacked him. Like I, I <laughs> like even him. But like Pep is that Pep and Zidane seem to be the only two managers who are like, nope, not for me. I'm not gonna handle the stress. <laughs> and like when he took that sabbatical, I'm like, you know what? You believe in yourself that much, or yep. you know, you just respect yourself more than more than the club, which is fair as well. So prop, props to them for that. Zidane is just like, I do not need this. You need me more than I need you. So man walked out twice. That's that's gangster. <laughs> <Respect>. <laughs> Speaking of which, Ancelotti. Um, he he looks far more comfortable as manager of Real Madrid than he ever did at Everton. Like it just it just fits. It just fits a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Good old Carlo. Yeah. Um. But all right. Speaking of how managers are treated, uh, let, let's talk about United and Liverpool for a second. Um. But you know what? Let's start with Liverpool because, as as disastrous as United were, Liverpool were fucking brilliant. Like, I mean, every week we talk about how unbelievably good Mohamed Salah is, and hat-trick. Hat-trick. I mean, and and I'm not going to say it was... Was it easy? It really was. It was kind of easy. I mean, the goals were good, but, like, he just made it look so simple. My, my thing is, Salah, as we said, I think, on the last pod, right now on forum, best player in the world, I don't even think that's... Oh, uh, uh, like a hot take. It's just a fact. No, I'm concerned. But even with saying that, it it's weird to not overly praise a team that wins five nil against who you would consider as your biggest rival. However, <laughs> it was so easy because United made it so easy. Like I said to someone, Liverpool didn't even play very well because they didn't have to. Like it's not like they played bad. Of course, they didn't play bad. But they didn't have to do anything. Especially if you watch that first goal. It's like, oh, you're just going to press over here and leave all that space behind? Okay, just going to pass. Like, it was so easy to the point that I don't even know how to judge this in terms of Liverpool great performances like Adam Trafford. I can't because it was so weirdly easy. Can I ask, so remember when United got beaten by Spurs, was it 6-1? Yeah. And it, in in my head, like, they were very kind of similar games. Like, it looks okay for the first few minutes, and then it completely, completely breaks down. 
Now, I can't remember what, what, why that happened the first time. But uh, do you, in your head, are there similarities or are there similar reasons for these these kind of performances? No. Like, why every once in a while is a Solskjaer United team going to break down like this? I don't think that they're the same because I feel like, I mean, United scored first in that one. Sure, they had a defensive lapse because I think they do have concentration issues at times. Um, but then there was a red card and then the floodgates opened and they were up down to nine men at one point, even. So, like, uh, that's a bit of an anomaly, whereas they recovered from that very quickly and then went first in January as a result. I don't think... I think this is different in that I think the Leicester game had a big impact on the mentality and they didn't recover and that led to this because it was a total and utter breakdown that I've never seen before. I've, I've literally never seen this level of breakdown. They didn't know what they were doing. No. They're like, like it was, it was as if someone had switched off their, their operating systems. That is exactly how I guess they had no idea what they were doing. And the coaches had no idea what they were doing. It, it, it was almost as if everyone went to the strip club and drank so much and was just fucked up and then they just turned up to play football. I've never seen anything like that. Like, in 10 years. I'm not saying They did, like yeah. They could, yeah. Maybe they did go on a bender. <laughs> like, you know what? Even friggy teams to go on benders and play better than this, to be honest. That's <laughs> true. Like, Paul McGrath? Yeah, no. Maybe. Maybe it was a reaction to Ronaldo. Like, Ronaldo's come in with his, like, puritanical workout regime and, like, don't eat the tiramisu, Luke Shaw. And they've all just gone enough of this <laughs> we're going out maybe it's like when uh Moyes took away the jaffa cakes and then like rio <laughs> and them got mad and then they really started playing like shit like you know what fuck your diet i need to eat my shit <laughs> exactly uh, like I, I mean i've been guilty of it too but a lot of people have been like look at the job Moyes is doing at west ham like how did it go so badly wrong at manchester united it was the jaffa cakes yes 100 percent Hundred percent. I mean, Ever apparently said Moyes came and told the players like, "Now it's your turn to show me how to win," and they were like, what "Hell is this?" <laughs> Not a good thing to say. Like what? <laughs> so yeah, he kind of did that to himself as well. But and then he went to Sunderland and said, "We're going to get relegated," <laughs> and then they did. I think Moyes stuff. needed like a couple years to clear his head. I really, yeah. I really do think he he needed that. I I agree, I agree. But I mean. I, I don't want to just, just say that United were terrible. Like Liverpool, teams are bad every week, but you have to be able to take advantage of it. You have to be able to score the goals. Jordan Henderson, not known for his like brilliant passing. Some people might dispute that, but you know the, the video of him against Croatia in 2018 is on loop in our heads at least. Mm-hmm. And like the through ball with the outside of the foot was was gorgeous. Like just beautiful. It was. Uh, whose goal was that for? Was that one of Salah's goals? That was one of Salah's, yeah. But he didn't score immediately from that. Like, it kind of worked it around, I think. Anyway, I don't, listen, they're all a blur to me at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was a purely outside the foot pass I didn't think he had in him. So props to him for that. Mm. Um, I, I just, again, I'm going to do this to you again. I'm picturing Maguire and Shaw. <laughs> just running in different directions. Yeah, I'm picturing that. And I actually, to your point though about the Tottenham game, different circumstances. But Luke Shaw, do you remember Maguire wrestling Luke Shaw to the ground in that game? No. 
one of the goals that um oh yes first yes, scored yes, yes, was yes, Maguire yes. basically wrestling Shaw <laughs> to the yeah. ground and then they took advantage of it. So there is a similarity in that sense of Maguire and Shaw, who were two of our best players last year, deciding to revert to <laughs> absolute plonkers. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that just hit me. That that's staggeringly accurate. <laughs> Those two are a great double act. Um actually we've just had a, a before we move too far away, we've just had a question in um from Raul at K A L V A P A L L E on Twitter, who says if Kuman and Solskjaer swap jobs, who would be more successful, take into account relative situations and resources, Man United and Barcelona? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think Kuman would probably be more successful because I'm not sure the English Norwegian Mancunian accent would resonate mm. with anyone in Barcelona. <laughs> but then again, I think Kuman could do badly because he wouldn't have the credit in the bank that Ole used for two and a half years. Yeah, uh, with the players, he'd be done in like a week, actually. So I don't know. I think they. Honestly, both I, I think the answer is they would both be shit. Yeah, it's like, just not going to work out well for anyone. I think so. <laughs> it's really not. Um, at real LFC fan says, tell us the reasons why Mo Salah is the best player in the world right now. Even, but no one is saying it loud enough. I mean, we've been saying it. We've been saying it. I think people are saying it now. I think yeah. you know the lo- the longer that Messi doesn't do messy things every week. PSG, the, the clearer this becomes. Yeah, which is not happening at all for Messi. It's not. So, it's not yeah. 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 Um, Alright, well we were talking about Moyes, we were talking about um, Spurs, so let's go to West Ham 1, Spurs 0. Um, funny game. A lot. I've seen a lot of people giving West Ham a lot of credit for this one, like very professional, very, you know, tactically savvy. I didn't think it was particularly. I was actually a bit disappointed by West Ham in that First half, Spurs actually created a lot of chances. They just were useless at taking them. Mm-hmm. Um, West Ham genuinely could have been like two, three goals down at half time, and the second half was just nothing. It was just set piece. Antonio, West Ham are amazing from set pieces. I'll give them that. Um, but like, this was not a convincing win at all for them. That said, the two previous games. Um, that they played after Europa League fixtures, mm-hmm. they'd lost. So mm-hmm. this is an improvement for them on, in, in that respect. And I suppose you can do the... It's a sign of a improving team if they can win while not being very good. Yeah, I, I, I respect... I mean, look, I don't know if it's a sign of a good team, but I think it's a sign of West Ham in a sense. Like, you can't expect them to have the performance levels all the time. You no. just you just can't. They're going to they're gonna do well enough to probably be Europa League again which is actually a very big achievement as far as they're concerned in, in my head. Mm-hmm. And that means you're going to have these one-off shitty performances. But as long as you have a good enough defense when when it counts. Because when they fixed it and then they held their own, right? Because they really, Spurs got really piled on and felt some confidence and got at, at them in the second half. It didn't happen. Yeah. So credit to Moyes because one thing I've always, I think we've always known that he's had in his locker even though he fucked it up at United, is the man can organize a defense. Yes. He can do that. And with Declan Rice doing his best impression of a box-to-box midfielder 
like a Brian Robson. And let me be very clear. Big shout. Um, it's it is a big shout, but I'm seeing it. Yeah. And I'm not arguing with anyone. I'm seeing it. <laughs> it's not like goal scoring all the time, but the man can do that if you let him grow into it. Just saying, I can see it. Yep. Yep. I'm not. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not one for Mohaned like declarations of uh, of scouting reports, but I told you guys. I told you guys this kid had it. After initially being skeptical, I will admit. But at some point last year, I was just watching and I was just like, yeah, I, I'm going to have to admit that this kid is very, very good. He's only 22. I said it. Pay the, pay the 70 million. Pay it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> the guy's good enough. Pay that money. It's going to be a straight shootout in the summer for Declan Rice. It's going to be Chelsea. That's it. <laughs> like, like once they offload Saul, who's rubbish, and, you know, at some point you got to let Kovacic go. It's, gonna, it's Declan Rice, baby. I mean, I guess. How old is he? Like twenty, mid to late twenties, I guess. Oh, okay, never mind. That's fine. But and and they've got Conor Gallagher as well. They like they don't need him. No, but he's also best mates with like Mason Mount and Ben Chilwell and stuff. So yeah, probably. But if you let Ruben Loftus Cheek go the other way, <laughs> at least you increase the handsomeness quota, like <laughs> if nothing else. Of West Ham, massively. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, but we do actually have a question about West Ham. And I mean, that is a sign of how well they're doing because mm-hmm. we do not get questions about West Ham. No. But at Don Yaya says, do you think Moyes can keep West Ham winning if they have a long Europa run? Uh, more directly, where do you think they finish this season? It'll fall apart in terms of, you know, if that if, if we're talking about keeping them winning, then, I'm, then it, it seems like a, an assumption of a top four battle to me from that question. That's not going to happen. Uh, I think that will fade quicker than it did last year, but they'll finish seventh. Or is that still Europa League? Sixth or seventh, somewhere. I think there. seventh is the last Europa League spot. Yeah, I think they'll be, they'll uh, be around there. No, I'm wrong. Seventh is Conference League. Okay. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, I think it's very open. I, I, I think if if Man United get their act together and and hire Conte. Top four is 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 done. I think if Manchester United stick with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, then fourth is is open for like Leicester and West Ham and whoever can get their act together enough. Um, but the Europa League is going to be a problem. Like West Ham's squad is just not that big, mm-hmm. and so they, they've been doing very very well in it. Um, Moyes hasn't rotated completely as we saw like uh, Nuno do for, for Spurs in midweek which went horribly wrong um, he's, he usually does a kind of a mixed squad and it's working very well but yeah I mean these things tend to catch up with teams that go deep in the Europa League um, and as much as like Craig Dawson was great last year and actually scored a goal in the Europa League the other day like you don't want to spend the last few months needing to rely on Craig Dawson this is true this is true um, in terms of other teams that, that might make that push though, like Leicester were looking very dodgy at the start of the season, but they've now got put three wins in a row together. I think they beat Brent, um, Brentford. Yeah. Brentford away, which is not easy. Has anyone else even done that yet? Uh, they don't concede that many goals. So it wouldn't surprise me if they haven't lost away. Yeah. Uh, I mean, or I'm sorry at home. Um, but you know, we Leicester are doing the opposite of what. Remember, we talked about this, and we said 
they usually start off very well, and then they dip. I think Roger Rogers purposely said, guys, fuck it up <laughs> in the beginning, and let's pick up some steam. Let's try, let's try something different. Let's try something new. Come on. Mix it up a little bit, guys. Yeah, you um, know what? Learn from the best, because Fergie loved that. Oh, yeah. In, in, the, in the era in which you could get away with it, because you couldn't now, like, he would dick around for the first half of the season, basically. Fake news. Nah, come on, it's true. No, no, not the Fergie dicking around. Though. You can't get away with it. City literally just got away with it last year. Yeah, but it was for like six games. Mate, it took them like <laughs> October, November. It's been nine games now. <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> All right, fine. I blame COVID. Yeah, sure. But I don't know who got COVID there, but sure. No, just like in general. It was oh. COVID season. All right. Yeah. We're, it was a pa- Panasonic. <laughs> it was a Panasonic. Still is. Um, Chelsea... Okay, I mean, it was a good weekend for agendas. One of yours is Norwich, and and, and I, it's getting it's getting harder for me to to, to, to say anything about this. <laughs> Chelsea seven, Norwich nil. Uh, I saw one tweet that just said Norwich are wasting everyone's time, and I thought that was very true. They really are, man. I I tried saying this, no one would listen. All of you, they play good football, mongers. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> they're such a waste of my time like oh my god and th- and the thing is you don't understand to lose 7 nothing is bad to lose 7 nothing to strikerless Chelsea is worse Chelsea are not this bastion of like free flowing football and they score 7 with a false 9 <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> I am sorry they're good right they're Champions League winners they're good but come mm-hmm. on this is also a shame for Lukaku, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, uh, goalless in seven games, and then he has to sit there and watch his team score seven. I think if they're... T- okay, you know what? Seven goalless is enough. It's enough for me to put my foot down and say, look, Sira Atting is bullshit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. He's, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. Chelsea might win the league in spite of him. He's not that dude. I'm sorry. It's just, he's just not. How many goals do you think he will end up scoring? I think he still scores 20 all competitions. Like, something above 20. But remember, in his first season at United, he scored 27 all competitions, and he had long stretches of droughts. He's very streaky. And that's not really what you need. Giroud, Giroud was disrespected in many ways. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let me just say this: He was disrespected in many ways, but I don't know. I think, Lukaku if anything, Giroud was. Sorry, go on. No, no, go on, go ahead. I just think, if anything, Giroud was too good looking. Like people looked at him and were like, "You can't have everything." So you're good, but we're going to slag you off anyway. Yeah, he's like, "I'm too good looking. Okay, I'll give you a scorpion kick now." What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's written a book, by the way. Oh yeah, I'm not going to read that shit. No. <laughs> just look at the front cover, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> just google image it that's all you need um but yeah i mean chelsea like like i know it was norwich but chelsea looked so much better with a false nine i i'm just wondering like i don't know how long lukaku's out i think it's gonna be a few weeks but like i might just persevere with this for a bit i i think you'd be dumb not to like just, just i mean actually let me say this it's norwich so maybe like tweak it the next game with a striker just to be safe but you know, it's just he's not he's not it. He's not that dude. 
100 million. Fuck me, man. <laughs> people That's have paid so much a, money. People have paid 250 million for Lukaku in the last like four years. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, it worked for Inter. For Inter, that was that was yeah, absolutely great. It, it 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 works for Serie A. Like I'm I'm. It's very. It's increasingly clear to me that these other leagues are just not up to par. In terms of, I get it. They can beat the Premier League teams in like one-off games or two legs or whatever. But like, it's a tougher league. It just is. I don't care what anyone tells me. It just is. Timo Werner was looking like a boost. <laughs> <laughs> Came to Chelsea and looked like nothing. Jaden Sancho yeah. was struggling, having a hard time. Like. Ronaldo. I'm blaming that on Ole for now. Sure. Yeah, that, that's fine. We, we, we can pile on. It's fine. <laughs> I'm blaming it on Ronaldo, but that's a whole different thing altogether. Right, but that's, that's Ole's fault. Exactly. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, can I rant a little bit about that? Uh, yes, and while you do that, I'm also going to work in uh, Jamie Brackpool's question, who, and he says... Yes. Um, He'd like to hear your thoughts on on Ollie's, on how his future has been handled, the way the club have let the information about them debating his future leak is awful. He's done poorly, but the guy's mental health must be shot after the last few days. So if you want to work that angle in as well. Oh, um, yes, I think he's being disrespected by the club um, overall. Um, I think people need to understand the context in which he came in, which was the club was on its knees <laughs> thanks to mm-hmm. Jose Mourinho. Everyone hated everyone, and he came in Initially interim, did a wonderful job, uh, got the job full time. Went like they went down, then went up, and then down and up. It's been a roller coaster. It's been fun, and mm-hmm. the staff are happy. Players, I get what's coming out right now, but for the most part, they've all sung his praise and talked about how he's helped them out. A lot of the fans who were uh, just sad were ecstatic and happy and felt United connections again. While there were those that were still all out, but you still had those deep connections that came about. So overall, he's done the club a fucking favor. And also, if you look at the Glazers, what do you want as the Glazers? You want top four back to back. Forget what we want. What the Glazers want is top four back to back. Because it brings stability, sponsors, all this stuff. And he gave them that. So in that respect, he does all this and then you start leaking and leaking that you're talking and this. And now they made it worse by not sacking him. Like at it some point, worse. yeah, at some point, like, it's like, you know, you got to put the horse down kind of thing for its own good. Like you brief, everyone knows that you're in these meetings for, clo- like, <laughs> for Brizio, everyone is saying they're doing these closed door meetings, right? Like talking about <laughs> all, like, all night. <laughs> and then everyone wakes up being like, oh, it's going to suck that he leaves or all that, whatever. You wake up and they're like, we're going to keep him for three games. What? <laughs> yeah. Look, when the headline is he'll be in charge on the weekend against Tottenham, like that's not a good look. No, like, even for like for his own sake, if he doesn't get it because he's delusional, you go, mate. Like Darren Fletcher's gonna take the team. Like you know, it's it's thank you. It's been nice and like send them off nicely. Not this. This is ridiculous. Now they're doing like so. Alex Ferguson is like at, at trading. I'm like yep. Fergie, you're actually not making it better. <laughs> like, no. If you love him, let him go. You're not making this better for him at all. Showing up there with your pot belly and being like, hey, leave him alone. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not helping the man at all. Old man shouts at Cloud. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you parked in your parking spot again, but like, fuck off. <laughs> Meanwhile, Paul Ince has been spouting off 
about Ole on Twitter, which is just great stuff. Paul Ince is the most shameful man on Twitter. Literally the most shameful man on Twitter. Like, he could not keep Blackburn up or whatever the fuck it was. Like, he thinks he could have done this job. Get the fuck out of here. Yep. Anyway, not Conte for me, but it's going to be Conte. But I don't want it. Uh, I'll celebrate it when he's he's there, but I don't want it. Very quickly, why? Because, like, he's so good. He is, but I'm still a romantic as a football fan. And I just don't like the idea of in two years I'm going to have this issue of him fighting with the board, which he will, and then him either walking out, which he probably will, and we have to figure it out. I don't like it. I get it, and I get football's change, and you have to think about it in terms of results in short term. I get it. Brilliant coach. I like him as a coach. I wanted him as a United manager when he was at UVA. I get all that. Mm. But I don't even know who the options would be, but I still hold on to the, my principles as a football fan of wanting long-term building to build on the good things that Ole actually did. And, and instead of ripping it all apart and then two years we rip it apart again, I'm not a fan of that. So if he's there, great. I'll support him. Chant his name, all that good shit, whatever. But like, it's just not my cup of tea. Fair enough. I mean, I, I just think your options for, for longer term kind of people are very limited. And it, well, in fact, they're not necessarily that limited. They're, they're just not people I can see the United board appointing. Like, you could go, you could probably appoint Brendan Rodgers. You could probably appoint Graham Potter. Um, I'd do Graham in Potter a, in a second. So would I. Um, in, in about six to seven minutes, you could probably get Pochettino if anyone's still interested in that. Like, there there are options. I just I find it hard to see them taking them. Well, Pochettino won't leave. It's like he's got messy. Like he's got to see that through. <laughs> like, well, he'll get he'll get sacked like at some point. And and Potter, soon. I think there'd be a fear of him handling Ronaldo. As good as Potter is, he's not dropping Ronaldo. And like, unless you're genius enough to figure it out, Ronaldo walk all over him. Rogers. I think he'll fuck it up royally because I think he's going to think he's too big. He's going to do what Rafa did at Real Madrid, which is, hey, Ronaldo, kick the ball this way. <laughs> and then that will ruin everything. I can I can see Brendan doing that. Like, you're right. The options are very, very limited with what, with what I want. So I get it. But I don't – look, I see, I see you, Alex. I see you tweeting. And I see you being like Zidane poo-poo. He doesn't want the job, so it's, no, a, it's a moot point. Job. But he's the guy I would have over Conte if I had to pick. It would it would be a lot of fun. I I have genuinely no idea what that would look like, but yeah. it would be fun. For it would be it would be very fun, like you said. He doesn't have a system of play. No. So basically, what people are calling him was he's a upgraded baguette Solskjaer. That's what he is. Like baguette Solskjaer. He really is an upgraded baguette Solskjaer. <laughs> In that he's a winner, he's done it before. Like, but he has no style of play, which people claimed he didn't. Ole didn't have. I don't really care about that anyway. But you get Zidane for one reason, one reason alone. Ronaldo. He's the only Papa. one that can make that really, really work. I don't think he'll make Pogba work. I don't. I do. I don't believe it. Um, mm. But Ronaldo and Varane. He knows he knows what's up. And if you've made your bed with Ronaldo Which you have. Zidane is the guy, but he doesn't want the job, so whatever. I get it. Tricky. Tricky stuff. We yeah. shall see. Um I, I did see someone uh someone say the other day that like if it doesn't look like it will happen now, but if uh 
both United and Spurs sacked their managers, it could be like Michael Carrick against Ryan Mason on the weekend, which I think <laughs> <laughs> would be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, another team who are all over the place, um, Everton to Watford 5. Like, wh- what? What is going on? Like, th- this was... Everton were like... Weren't they 2-1 up with about half an hour to go or something completely ridiculous? Alex, we said years ago that no one and nothing fix Everton. <laughs> not a single person, not a single player or a single owner. The club has a hex and I don't care. Like Ancelotti came in, ooh, top of the league after a month. <laughs> Rafa, ooh, all this experience. <laughs> Get out of my face, man. The club is shit. <laughs> I don't care if any Everton fan hears this. Go back to your igloos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the best thing for me about this is that they conceded a hat trick, a Josh King hat trick. Mm-hmm. They signed him last season, they decided they couldn't use him at all. They let him go to Watford. He scores a hat trick in like twenty minutes. It's it's, I mean, it's just you can't make this stuff up. It's amazing. It is a beautiful bit. <sighs> Salomon Rondon, every week. It's, it's incredible. Nightmare stuff. Nightmare stuff. Um, Bright, speaking of uh, Potter, uh, Brighton won City. Four. This was a weird one in that like City absolutely smashed them in the first half, mostly because Brighton are so. Uh, dogmatic that they refuse to stop playing it out the back even when they keep passing it straight to like Gundogan and Bernardo Silva who just promptly smash it in the back of the net so they just kept doing that and kept conceding goals but in the second half they brought on um, Lamptey Dumpty and he looked great and they actually like they they bossed the second half even though it mattered not at all he was he was dribbling around I was like huh (laughs) (laughs) like what what is going on? Like this is looking like prime Roberto Carlos, but on the other side, like this this is wild. But no, he was he was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, but City are rolling again, and it's really annoying. Yep, it, it, I mean they they looked they looked very very good here. Although I like I just I'm I'm annoyed by Jack Grealish. I I really am. He does one thing. He literally does one thing. He like tippy tappies towards the defender on the left corner of the box, and then he lays it back. That's literally it. That's his one move. And if and he lays it back because you know people know exactly what he wants to do, and they're not going to let him like just curl it into the far corner anymore. It, that's it. That's all City bought for a hundred million. It's it's ridiculous that they've spent that money. They didn't need it. They just did not need it. But it is what it is. They're going to win this league, and it's not going to be because Jack Grealish did anything. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's uh, So, I mean, I, I was looking at... So, okay, league table. Chelsea 22, Liverpool 21, City 20. Um, it is between those three. I think it will be close, but, but what is... Worrying me from a Liverpool perspective is the African Cup of Nations. Because I don't know that you can lose Mane and Salah 
for a month and be okay. Some Liverpool friends think that, um, like I was talking to today, um, they think that, uh, what is it? Uh, they can just win a bunch of games 1-0 until they come back. And I'm like, maybe? But you're asking Jota to be the main focal point? Well, Firmino, I guess, and Jota? Ah. I mean, Liverpool you're also asking Origi really to step stuff. up. Oh, yeah, I forgot him. <laughs> I forgot him. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm nervous for them in that respect. But, you know, if they can keep it close, right, and then do another mm. charge towards the end, they could be fine. But I, I would yeah. be quite nervous um, going, going into that period. Because especially as not so much Egypt, but um, money Senegalese, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, they'll probably go to quarters. So I don't, th- I don't think they'll go all the way. Neither of them will go all the way. But um, it's it's dangerous. It's a very dangerous situation. It is. I mean, from a Chelsea perspective, they they lose their their goalkeeper for a month. That's a, that's a whole month of Kepa. So I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun. Well, actually, now I think about it, if we look at the Premier League, this Alex, I think we've just made a whole statement about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like us. Like. I'll, I'll I'll tell you why. So I'm looking at the Afcon uh, dates right now, and yeah. the Afcon 2021 dates are January 6th to February, 9th of January to to February 6th. Okay. Okay. This is two Liverpool play in that time. Brentford January 15th, Palace January 22nd, Leicester Feb 9th. They're, they're all right. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. In the Premier League, Jesus. that's it. So I don't know if yeah, there's an really international break or something somewhere, but like they're fine. <laughs> be okay. That's really not too bad at all. I absolutely 100% guarantee you that Thomas Partey comes back from that competition with a broken leg. 100%. 100%. Like, yeah, that's that's happening. You can't go scoring goals for the for the first time. <laughs> At Arsenal, and then expect like everything else is going to be fine after that. No way. No, I suppose not. Anyway, we better leave it there. We don't have too much time this week. Uh, I want to end on uh, what some might call a positive. I'm not sure. Only time will tell. Um, Mauro and Wanda seem to have uh, gotten back together. Oh, I was like, who? Keep up with the Icardis, buddy. Oh, keeping up with the Icardis. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, yeah, that's um, good for them because I think we need the content. So, yeah, uh, good, very good for them. Yeah, somehow. And I'm not sure PSG could really afford for anything, <laughs> anything more to be wrong. <laughs> Wait, what's the? Uh, sorry, before we go, are are they still top of this table by a little bit, or like what's? They're, they're, they're top by quite a way. They're uh, six points top, I think. Six points clear, rather. Uh, goddamn table! Oh yeah, they are seven points clear of Lens. Wow, Nice and then Marseille. This league is madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saliba did a job on Mbappe, by the way. I know he you're did. not impressed, but I'm I'm not I'm not impressed though. Um, how many goals does Messi have in this league? Let's see. One, two. Let's see. I know he scored in the Champions League. 
Lionel. <laughs> Messi's isolated at PSG. Okay. <laughs> How can you be isolated? Di Maria's there. Pochettino's there. Uh, isn't Paradis there? Paradis is... Yeah. Uh, he's got isolated. no goals in the league. That's... Yeah, that's why Salah is the best player in the world. Wow, that's that's that's, that's hilarious. Okay, all right. <sighs> Alex, I Until wish you good week. evening, and uh, <laughs> I hope you're not sacked in the morning. Sacked Thank you. In the morning, and hopefully next time we pod, <laughs> <laughs> you have a house. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, talk to you soon. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.